0: Hello, and thanks for joining us on our podcast. This podcast is presented to you by St. Matthew's Roman Catholic Church in the beautiful village of Voorheesville, New York. Each week, we'll let you listen to the Sunday Gospel reading and the homily. We hope that this podcast allows you to stay connected to St. Matthew's when you're not able to worship in person. If you want to join us in person, we worship at 5 p.m. on Saturday evenings, in 930 in the morning on Sundays. We hope to see you soon. God bless.
1: The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. The elders of the people chief priests and scribes, arose and brought Jesus before Pilate. They brought charges against him, saying,
2: We have found this man misleading our people. He opposes the payment of taxes to Caesar and maintains that he is the Christ, a king.
1: Pilate asked him,
2: Are you the king of the Jews?
1: You say so. Pilate then addressed the chief priests in the crowds,
2: I found this man not guilty.
1: But they were adamant. He is
2: inciting the people with his teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to here.
1: On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean and upon learning that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was very glad to see Jesus. He had been wanting to see him for a long time, for he had heard about him and had been hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at length, but he gave him no answer. The chief priests and scribes, meanwhile, stood by accusing him harshly. Herod and his soldiers treated him contemptuously and mocked him, and after clothing him in resplendent garb, they sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends that very day, even though they had been enemies formerly. Pilate then summoned the chief priests the rulers and the people, and said to them,
2: You brought this man to me and accused him of inciting the people to revolt. I have conducted my investigation in your presence and have not found this man guilty of the charges you have brought against him, nor did Herod, for he sent him back to us. So no capital crime has been committed by him. Therefore, I shall have him flogged and then release him.
1: But all together they shouted out,
2: Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us!
1: Now, Barabbas had been imprisoned for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder. Again, Pilate addressed them, still wishing to release Jesus but they continued their shouting, Crucify
2: "Crucify him! him." Crucify "Crucify him!
1: Pilate addressed them for a third time.
2: What What evil has has this man done? done. I found found him guilty guilty of no no capital capital crime. crime. Therefore, Therefore, I shall have have him flogged and then release him.
1: With loud shouts, however, they persisted in calling for his crucifixion and their voices prevailed. The verdict of Pilate was that their demand should be granted. So, he released the man who had been imprisoned for rebellion and murder, for whom they asked, and he handed Jesus over to them to deal with as they wished. As they led him away, they took hold of a certain Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country and after laying the cross on him, they made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed Jesus, including many women who mourned and lamented him. Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me.
0: Weep instead for yourselves and for your children, for indeed, The days are coming when people will say, blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. At that time, people will say to the mountains, fall upon us, and to the hills, cover us. For if these things are done when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry?
1: Now two others, both criminals, were led away with him to be executed. When they came to the place called The Skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They divided his garments by casting lots. The people stood by and watched. The rulers, meanwhile, sneered at him and said,
2: He saved, saved others. others, let, him, let save him save himself, himself if he, he is the chosen, chosen one, one, the Christ, Christ of God.
1: Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out,
2: If you are, you are, king, of are king of the Jews, save yourself.
1: Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the King of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying,
2: Are you not the Christ? Christ? Save Save yourself yourself and us. us.
1: The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply,
2: Have you no fear of God? For you are are subject subject to the same condemnation? condemnation. And indeed, We have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes, but this man has done nothing criminal.
1: Then he said,
2: Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom.
0: Amen, I say to
1: you. Today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon. And darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon because of an eclipse of the sun. Then the veil of the temple was torn down the middle. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion who witnessed what had happened glorified God and said,
2: this man was innocent beyond doubt.
1: When all the people who had gathered for this spectacle saw what had happened, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances stood at a distance, including the women who had followed him from Galilee and saw these events. Now, there was a virtuous and righteous man named Joseph who, though he was a member of the council, had not consented to their plan of action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea and was awaiting the kingdom of God. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. After he had taken the body down, He wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a rock hewn tomb in which no one had yet been buried. It was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come from Galilee with him followed behind. And when they had seen the tomb in the way in which his body was laid in it, they returned and prepared spices and perfumed oils. Then they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever gone to a football game just for the halftime show? And maybe if your kid was playing in the college band or something like that, you would. But I, I kind of think the responsorial psalm gets the same treatment as the halftime show, right? We usually, um, we usually kind of gloss over it or don't pay attention to the words. It maybe in part because it's sung and um, you know somebody else is usually doing the singing, not us and we wait for the first, and we listen to the first reading and the second reading, but we kind of gloss over that second, that middle part. But this responsorial psalm is essential to what is going on at Jesus' passion and his death because he cries out, as we know, quoting Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, Those words don't appear in today's gospel reading from Luke. In fact, um, in the other two synoptic gospels, Mark and Matthew, they do, but not not in Luke. Um, But we do hear in Mark and Matthew also the words Jesus says, and his original words are preserved. He says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Powerful cry. It sounds like, on the surface, to an outsider, this could sound like a cry of despair for a man beaten and broken by the Roman authorities who brought him to his crucifixion upon the persistence of the Jewish leaders of his day. But if we read on in Psalm 22, we realize that while the beginning speaks of pain and suffering, speaks of wondering where God is in the midst of human suffering and weakness, that it is actually a powerful psalm of thanksgiving, todah, is the, the Hebrew word. The Toda Psalms are psalms of thanksgiving that usually begin with a cry out to God for something. And then that something is granted. Relief from suffering, from despair. And then there is a sacrifice offered. And then there is praise of thanksgiving to God. So just the same as if I said, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, what am I, what am I quoting? Tale of Two Cities, right, from, from Charles Dickens, right. And, and you know, um, if, if you said that, you wouldn't, if somebody said that opening line, you would visualize that entire book, not just the opening line. So for us today, we hear, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We might think Jesus is crying out in despair. But for keen readers or or listeners, because not everybody read, of the Psalms at that time, they knew he was quoting the entire Psalm 22, the entire Todah. He was just giving us that first line. Let me read from Psalm 22. I have my handy-dandy Bible. We see it begins, and it's listed as a Psalm of David. Remember, we sung the song as we entered, Hosanna, Son of David. Jesus quotes this. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why so far from my call for help, from my cries of anguish? My God, I call by day, but you do not answer. By night but i have no relief how often have we felt like that in the last 2 years but perhaps in particular in those times of darkness in our lives whether they be from outside forces like covid or whether they be from internal things whether it's psychological or physical or spiritual assaults or weaknesses that we endure. Sometimes we feel like crying out too. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. But how does this psalm end? It ends as follows. I will offer praise in the great assembly. My vows I will fulfill before those who fear him. The poor will eat their fill. Those who seek the Lord will offer praise. May your hearts enjoy life forever. And I'm going on now. The generation to come will be told of the Lord that they may proclaim to a people yet unborn the deliverance you have brought. So it begins with suffering, but it ends with deliverance. Even... Deliverance at that very last moment. Today we meet one of the more interesting saints in our, in our tradition. The saint who wasn't a saint until about a minute before he died. Right? Tradition calls him Saint Dismas. Um, it, the name is not given in the Bible. That's a traditional name for in Luke's gospel. And Luke, it's only in Luke's account that we have on each of Jesus's, on each side of him, two thieves. Now, the term thief, scripture scholars believe, is used loosely to be crucified. They would have to do much more than be common crooks. There were some serious crimes involved, no doubt. Most likely murder or rebellion or something serious along those lines. One of them, and and it's said by witnesses of any crucifixion, crucifixion was the most painful, most excruciating, most awful form of death in the ancient world. The Romans were good at inflicting pain on those who challenged their rule. They were merciless. People would say sometimes the most vile things from the cross, and in fact, sometimes the Romans even cut off their tongues So they didn't have to hear these things. So one of the thieves curses Jesus. But what does the other one say? We are getting the punishment that is deserved for us. And he says, this man is innocent. He said, Jesus, let me be with you on this day. Can I be with you? And by that confession despite all the evil that man had done in his life he was delivered from his pain in this life and what does jesus say on this day you will be with me in paradise that is the power of our lord and savior jesus christ to grant salvation those who, in the words of Bishop Fulton Sheen, he called them, the thief who stole salvation. You know, think about each of us in our lives. You know, those those times when we didn't live up to God's expectations for us. When we let down those who we love. When we sinned against God. All we have to do is to seek out his mercy, even in that very last moment of our lives. And we, too, will be given deliverance, no matter how many times we've cried out in suffering or in pain or in denial, even, of what God can do for us. It is a wonderful gift that Jesus gave us And it is one of his last words. One of his last words was to that man, on this day, you will be with me in paradise. Someday we too hope to hear similar words, which we will hear upon meeting God face to face. Well done, good and faithful servant.